Talking Point on News Talk 106 to 108. Radio presenter and DJ Tony Fenton grew up in Glasnevin in Dublin with his parents Brendan and Etna and siblings Paul, Anne, Colm and Kevin. He began an apprenticeship as a carpenter in his dad's building company and during this time set up as a mobile DJ with friend and fellow DJ Barry Lang doing birthday parties at weekends. He then worked for the big pirate radio stations in the early 80s, moving to RTE's 2FM for 18 years and then to Today FM where he presents an afternoon show. So these are Tony Fenton's musical heirlooms. This is one of the songs that just sticks with me because it's the first album I ever bought. Getting the 19A into town to Dolphin Discs, spending hours just browsing through records and then getting the album, which was great to get, and then opening up the 12-inch sleeve, the great big cover, you'd open it up and all the pictures on the inside, the, the producers, the writers, all that kind of stuff. So the title, Never Mind the Bollocks, Here's the Sex Pistols, and from it, Pretty Vacant. Glasnevin North, which was Ballymun at the time, but they gave it this Glasnevin North name, which is made it a little bit posher, I suppose, but uh, but it wasn't really. Uh, but it was a fantastic place to grow up. I, I mean, I loved football from an early age, from four or five, so playing football with friends on, on the greens was just different than playing on the streets, I suppose. My dad was a carpenter, and uh, his dad was a carpenter as well, and when I was at school, uh, all through my early, like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, those years, my summer holidays, I'd spent two weeks working with him and I, and I grew to love carpentry too and, and I did that when I left school. But yeah, we're a very close family and we loved, our holidays were all based in Ireland. Our, you know, we would go down to uh, Cork Town in Wexford. I, my first experience of a disco was when I was about 13, 12 or 13 in Curraclough in Wexford, they had a, a teenage disco on there. And I remember standing beside the disc jockey and he had the twin decks, microphone, loads of great lights that were moving. And I remember him just putting the needle on the record and people going crazy on the dance floor. And I just thought this was magical. And then, you know, at that time, 76, 77, pirate radio was, was starting to come on board and, and we were listening to them all the time and, and, and trying to get involved. They had this, new voices kind of competition on AOD at the time and Mike Maloney was running it and I arrived as a 16 year old boy with my three records ready to play I put the first needle on the first record needle on the first record and broke the needle broke the stylus and uh, I was so nervous my hands were shaking but he said no don't worry about that we have a spare here so he banged the spare in and I broke that again and uh, he ended up playing the music on one turntable that I ended up introducing the, the songs. And needless to say, uh, I got nowhere with that audition. Uh, but within six months I was working on that station. I was just so determined as a 16, 17-year-old that this is what I wanted to do. And uh, thank God he, he, uh, he gave me the gig. 
2FM. More music, more listeners. Good evening, if you just turn on your wireless with three quarters of a million watts of power. This is the number one hit music. Ultimately, we all wanted to not work on an illegal pirate radio station. It was a career that, this is a career that I wanted long term. And my goal was always longevity. So you just had to move to a legal station. And our eyes were all on, on RTE. 2FM went through an amazing phase. I think latter part of the 1980s and throughout the whole of the 1990s. And we kind of dominated the market as well. And the, with that, you, you had beats on the street, which were amazing. We used to do these outdoor beats on the street and we had a massive big sound stage and big rigs and lights and loads of bands playing and we'd run on and introduce songs and act, act the madman. And you'd go down to Cork, to the Lee Fields in Cork, 40,000 people would turn up, 40,000. I mean, that fills the Aviva Stadium for any live act at the moment. That is incredible. Um, Galway was huge. Dublin on St. Stephen's Green, you had one side of St. Stephen's Green, 20,000 people, just to see what we were doing on stage. That's how huge the radio station was. 100 to 102 Today FM. Tony Fenton. The amount of people involved in radio today that lived within a half a mile of where I lived is incredible. You got Ian Dempsey, Barry Lang, uh, 700 yards up the road, you had Bono and Googie and Gavin Friday. Uh, and that area, I mean, all those names growing up around there was, was, uh, sp- was a special place to grow up. I've had so many great albums that are, that, are, that, are, that are loves of my life over the last 30 years. But What's Going On by Marvin Gaye is my favorite album of all time. My mother introduced us all to music. There was always music around the house. She she was the one who's probably responsible for for what I do these days. Um, every day she'd have she'd have a record player in the kitchen uh, when we come home from school, and there was always music on. There was always the radio on as well. So. She was very much responsible for for music in the house and for me loving music. You know, you grew up and you grow up with your your, your whole family, your parents, your brothers and sisters, and all these great journeys uh, on holidays and things like that. So when you lose lose a family member, it's quite devastating. In fact, to lose it, my dad went first, and, and then six years later, my mother passed away, which was only three years ago. And uh, I, I think losing a mother was kind of different. Um, that was devastating in a lot of ways. It, it, you still don't get over that. Breast cancer was the issue. And and that kind of came back in my life. Uh, I had a couple of cancer scares and, and uh, I'm dealing with those. Uh, but it doesn't define me. It doesn't define the person who I am. When you're told by your your, your consultant that you've you've got cancer, that is... Look, I mean, you know, my first experience of that, and I've had a couple, is uh, you're looking at the consultant, he's talking to you, but you can't hear him because you just, is it, there's a white noise. All you've just heard is that you've got cancer. And that is the scariest thing, it was the scariest thing for me to deal with. But, uh, but I have dealt with it. And I think what I've learned is to move fast on these things. Don't wait around, get as many scans as you can. Keep keep pushing it all the time, be proactive. Keep asking, should I come in for another scan? Can I have another scan? Um, 
and and be proactive. I think is the, is the key. I've learned that, and I think that probably saved me. Many thanks to Tony Fenton. I was at one of those beats on the streets. I remember them. They were brilliant. Um, I wonder would they ever be in a position where they could bring them back. Listen, Mick in Cork says, uh, about my idea in a vote, would it not lead to a vote of yes as a small amount of the population would be affected? And P in Dublin says my idea of a vote is a great idea and he'd pay more for electricity to eliminate pylons. That's it for today. You can listen back on newstalk.ie. Thanks to Aoife Breen and Aoife Gillivan who produced and researched. Alan Regan was on sound and thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to this News Talk 106 to 108 podcast. To download other programs or for more information, go to newstalk.ie.